everybody, and welcome to The Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan, joined today by TJ. Oh, hello, it's TJ. And Bill. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. Yeah. Has it been a while since we did Invincible? I feel like it's been a while. Been a month. Been about a month like or so. Like it always is. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Time's really yeah. weird right now. We talked about um, Battle Beast getting uh, an appearance in that Skybound X comic last episode, mm. which should be out pretty soon. Should I check the date? I think it's sometime in July. I don't know if it's... Uh, I think it's end of July. It's like July 20-something. Oh, cool. Well, great. That'll probably be our August episode then. Um, this episode is going to be all about Outcast. We're doing another one of the co-creator highlight uh, or co-creator spotlight type books where we're talking about uh something that one of the creators of invincible went on to also do whether it be robert kirkman Corey walker or ryan otley um if you wanted to be a part of the show you can email us send us your thoughts about that comic that we're reading or if you have questions about the invincible comic <laughs> or the invincible animated series that we'd love to chat about uh send them over to the invincible podcast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter spotify soundcloud youtube all that kind of stuff but uh, we're also we also have uh, the invincible podcast.com where you can find a list of all of our website or all of our episodes and um, contact information, our videos, easy to find there and everything. Uh, we are also the Oblivion Song podcast for now. Because it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> We've got what? What issue is it actually? 36? Yep. 36. Issue 36, episode 36 of the podcast should be live uh, next Friday. Is it? Yeah. Because the final issue be, comes out on Wednesday. Yeah, it'll be this coming Friday, uh, the 10th. So the last issue will come out on the 8th. Mm-hmm. So yeah, check that out. It's going to be a very good episode. We had yeah, a, it's a good and one. It, and I mean, if you haven't caught up on Oblivion Song, it's I think it's worth doing it. It's It's been... It, it's awesome. The whole yeah. series is just great as a whole. And uh, and now's yeah. the time. I mean, if you wanted to wait until it was over, if you wanted to wait and binge it or get it all in one sitting, then that's it. It's over. Be that guy who who can say that they read Oblivion Song before, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal was in a movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. And that episode has uh, Robert Kirkman on it. So he had a lovely chat with him recently. So go check it out. Um we also, I also want to always like to say at the top of the episode that we do spoil the comic. Um, I don't know if there's anything coming up in any of our conversation, but uh, we do go full spoilers for both the show and the comic. So just be aware. If you haven't read the comic, please go check it out. Um, we have episodes called New Reader, where you can kind of follow along with myself and two of our friends, um, including Bill's wife, as they read through the series for the first time and we get their impressions as they as they go through it. Um, we're going to start off with uh, some other news items uh not too much in the last month um the only real newsworthy type item would be the um what was the name of the company you guys have it pulled up is it just death battle is that just the name of their Mm, yeah death battle put out by rooster teeth it's put out by who rooster teeth oh really yeah oh yeah hmm so they have a, a, a an animation side that does uh, these things called death battles where they just pit two characters against each other. And recently they did a video. It was actually released uh, a week or two ago where they pitted uh, Omni-Man against Homelander. Uh, and I know you guys just watched it for the first time. What did you mm-hmm. think? I thought it was really funny. Like it, they did a lot of callbacks to all their things that they did, like different fights that happened like in the animated show. Mm-hmm. Um like Invincible and, and the the show. Um, but I absolutely agree with the outcome of it as well. Yeah. I think most people here will agree with the outcome. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know. There are some people that are really attached to that show that probably would say different, but that video is like 15 minutes long or so. And they did a, they actually did a lot of backstory on each character and talked about their, uh, you know, powers and weaknesses and all that kind of stuff and used that, to determine who would win and how. And even after the fight, they're like, yeah, Homelander is good and all, but Omni-Man is just on another level. Mm-hmm. It's just on another level. But um, the fight itself is only about three minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. So so if the, you want to just catch that, you can yeah. just fast forward to that, to that whole scene. And mm-hmm. they, when they talk about stuff, they also spoil 
like because they're showing panels from the comic book and they're spoiling oh, yeah. stuff from the comic. So if I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this, you probably read the comic, but, you know, it does have spoilers in it. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, and this is a little bit of housekeeping type stuff. We have been doing our audio commentary episodes where we've been, you know, one year later going back and revisiting the, uh, animated series episodes and putting those up and you can kind of pop an earbud in and watch along with us as we talk about it. Uh, we do have to do the last two episodes still. Hopefully we'll be doing those within the next week or two. Um, and we'll get those out to wrap that up. Um, we're also going to C2E2. Uh, I know that uh, if you follow Radiant Black or Kyle Higgins, they just announced a meetup that is happening the day before C2E2. That's uh, that that Thursday um, where we're going to be a part of that, too, over in Lockport, Illinois, and uh, kind of visiting the place that takes that that the comic takes place in, which is really neat um, and walking around the town there. So uh, but if you're going to be at C2E2, uh, keep an eye out for us, you know, message us, let us know. We'd love to meet up and say hi. So, um, other than that, I do want to include a clip here from our chat with Robert Kirkman. So we, uh, we, you know, after talking about Oblivion song and all the spoilers there, we, he asked if we wanted to ask anything else and, uh, TJ's like, well, you know, how's that, uh, how's that season two coming along? So, uh, this is, this is what he had to say. I mean, while we're already talking about other projects that you're working on, you know, you can keep it super generic. But uh, I mean, how's uh, how season two of Invincible going? It's going really well. That's good. That's good. And there you go. I mean, <laughs> he didn't say it wasn't going Exclusive. well. So Exclusive. really well. Yeah. Uh, it, it is it is going to be super awesome. I couldn't be more excited. Uh, you know, everybody is, again, putting in like 150 uh, percent. It's, uh, you know, I think it's going to exceed the first season, um, you know, and then the third season is, is right behind it and is going to exceed the second in some really cool ways. Uh, I wish I could tell you more. <laughs> That's got to feel great, though, being able to write two and three back to back and be like, yeah, we could touch on this here and we don't have room this season, but we're going to be able to do this like yeah 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 and and you know like in the back of my mind i've got season four and season yeah, five yeah. Season six, so you know like it's uh uh you know hopefully hopefully we'll have a good long run there are more people now that are excited about season two and three that were ever excited for season one <laughs> like it's, if it's it, honest it, it's the tweet ahead, so tj retweeted Unreal. like the announcement did you see this i no, i don't what are you so, talking about so he so TJ retweeted the the original announcement, you know, season two and three announced and the amount of re, how many retweets did it get and how many comments like 16,000 like uh, something ridiculous. So the Invincible Twitter account had an interaction with a fan that said um, uh, announcing seasons two and three and then they commented and said source and then the Invincible Twitter said um, us, us. <laughs> and I just like screenshotted that and, again, and this was like a year first... later and yeah, like, TJ yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I remember how like, funny this was like this is, still this makes me laugh. It blew up more than the original announcement. Um, announcement did, and I believe that it's because there are so many Invincible fans of the or fans of the show that discovered the show after the show well, yeah, after the finale premiered, and mm-hmm. and it was almost like a re um, a re announcement that there is a season two and three coming. So it's just <laughs> goes going off of what I believe Bill is saying is how much it has grown even since the show originally came out last year. The show is quite popular. I'm very excited about uh, what this means for the future. So, Just, so uh, as you say, uh, when the show was going on, you couldn't get the books on Amazon. I mean, are, are book sales still reflecting that? Like, I mean, I know I can't imagine they're still sold out, but like, did are there more readers of Invincible too? Uh, book sales very strong. Yeah, no, I mean it's uh, it's crazy how um, like when Walking Dead hit uh, the book sales. Uh, you know, kind of ramped up. So there was a, a definitely a spike when the show debuted, but it wasn't until like season three or season four that that sales had like ramped up to a crazy level. And uh, Invincible just kind of jumped to that season three level like immediately. Uh, so it's it's been it's been crazy how the Invincible show has affected Invincible book sales mm-hmm. uh, way more than the Walking Dead show initially affected uh, uh, Walking Dead book sales. Wow. So it's been it's been pretty cool. 
Yeah. People just love spoilers. Like they have to know. They're like, fuck it, it's out there. I'm gonna find out where Omni Man went and like yeah. I need to know. Well, I mean, there's two different ways to enjoy the show. There's the way where you enjoy it cold and you're like, oh, this is a great ride. Or there's, you know, I've, I've experienced the comic and I'm anticipating how they get to certain things and how they handle the changes. And, you know, you're going to read the comic and then watch the show a year later or so and, you know, forget mm-hmm. certain aspects and be like, oh, I didn't know that went that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it really spoils things. But, uh, you know, the, the show is never going to be exactly like word for word what happens in the comics. Uh, there's yeah, things yeah. we're adding. There's things we're leaving out. We're getting into certain things a different way. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the comic doesn't really spoil things. No. Are we going to find out about that mummy? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think Kahor again. Kahor. I think all I can do is just shrug. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, that was something that uh, Ryan Ridley, who wrote Renfield, uh, wrote that episode of Invincible. And uh, when he added that sequence, he was kind of it kind of came out of left field when he turned the script and he was like, I don't know, I was thinking I'd open the episode like this. Is that okay? It wasn't something we had discussed in the room. Uh, And when the script came in, I was like, oh, my God, like this is this is great. This is like the perfect kind of invincible subplot that we would have done in the comic without any idea of how we would follow it up. And then, <laughs> and then he would like come up with ways to follow it up and take the story in all kinds of weird directions. And, and, and I was excited because I was like, oh, cool. Now we've got something like that for the show that's original yeah. to the show. So you'll definitely see Kahor again. And, you know, I, I think by the time Kahor's story is told, you'll be like, what Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Where did this go? This is crazy. <laughs> nice. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that little clip. There's plenty more of that, which you should be checking out on the Oblivion Song podcast, especially if you read Oblivion Song, which you should have done. Um, Right now, I want to read an email we've got from Luis Cortez, um, who says, uh, and this is uh, is Luis who um, uh, won the uh, Whatnot comic a couple months ago. Oh, sweet. Nice. He uh, wrote in to say, just today I read uh, Reading Black 13. It was a pretty fun and chill chapter setting up the next year for the comic. I'm again surprised with the involvement of Circle Guy news characters in the series. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> in issue, uh, back in issue five, I thought they would be a fun cameo and would maybe appear every now and then. But now they're pretty much full-fledged secondary characters. Yeah. <laughs> when can we expect an announcement for Circle Guy news spinoff series? I like Marshall as much as the next guy, but Circle Guy news are clearly the best character of the series. Let's go. I'm right. ready. Nice. <laughs> make it happen. I don't know if all three of us would make it out of that alive. And that's that's terrifying. <laughs> In general, I really enjoyed the animated series. Talking about Invincible now. It did a great job of streamlining the comic book while accenting the family, the family drama of the main plot line of Nolan turning on Earth. However, I still have some minor issues of which I would like your opinion. In the show, Nolan goes out of his way to kill innocent people to prove to Mark how fragile they are, which he does not do in the comic. In my opinion, a problem with this change is that it plays down the morality aspect of the conflict. In the comic, Nolan tells Mark the Viltrum takeover would only be as violent as necessary and that the Viltrum Empire would bring Earth on par with the rest of the galaxy in science and technology. Later in issue 52, Oliver asks Mark if Mark has ever thought if Nolan might have been right, and Mark replies, sometimes. This is a moment I, I really liked from the comics that I now have a hard time seeing work on the show. Thoughts? Another small issue I have with the show is that before fighting Nolan, Mark is tired of being a hero and sees no point in it. Then he meets Nolan, hears he wants to conquer Earth or Viltrum, and then seems ready to fight Nolan to protect Earth. I think this choice makes more sense in the comics, where Mark is still very naive about heroism and the world before he fights Nolan. What do you think? Thanks for reading my email and sharing your thoughts. Keep up the good work. All right, so the first question here, more about um, Nolan killing innocent people, like blatantly to prove to Mark mm-hmm. that, and then um, and 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 that whole conversation of Viltrum only really needing to kill when necessary, and they'll they'll it'll actually make Earth a better place and everything like that. How do you think that compares to the the way it was handled in the animated series? You can go first, CJ. Um, yeah, it was a lot more brutal, but I think the outcome kind of remains the same. I mean, it was how Omni-Man was 
was brought up. It was his nature. And yet he killed a lot more people, which is, it's going to be a lot more difficult, I think, to forgive. Mm -hmm. But the, 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 the mindset is the same where he's like, oh, it's just like where he came from. Nolan in, in the comic book also did awful things. Uh-huh. He still killed the guardians. I mean, um, yeah. you know, beat the shit out of his own son and, you know, said everything that he did about Debbie. So, but we still eventually forgave him. Most of us anyways. And in the comic, it's not nearly as violent. Um, I mean, back then the comic wasn't really as violent and it definitely got more bloody and more violent as it went on, but they still crashed through a train station like in a subway. I want to say mm-hmm. they crashed through a cruise ship or something or so like humans are killed. Like people are injured, like, and he calls them like ants. Like he says, your mother was a pet to me. I think the show just showed more, but I think the, yeah. the I think it's still the same. Like, I think uh, Nolan views them and says to Mark that they are like ants. We can kill them. They will only live for a fraction of our lifetime. And it's not a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. It just is a little bit more visceral in the show. Um, and then. What I was going to say, when it comes to that redemption and whether or not, um, it, you know, Mark saying, oh, sometimes he may have been right. Um, I think that go- plays a lot into how Mark is going to accept him back anyways. And mm-hmm. and like we've talked about before, when it comes to, uh, hi- hi, you know, redeeming Omni Man, I don't think he ever gets fully redeemed. I just think that Mark kind of understands who he was and and kind of forgives him to a degree because mm-hmm. he is never welcome back on earth he is That's never back to earth to earth he's yes. not but yes. i think he he's does redeemed. to the readers to the, yeah, he does to the reader, yes and to the family the grayson family yeah. yeah and and also to like the superhero community of earth not like maybe the widespread but i mean cecil the pentagon he you know yeah he, but even cecil it's like Literally, his whole thing is that he works with villains. Being accepted by Cecil is like, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but um, I'm saying, like he 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 re, he redeems himself in every way that he probably cares about. Yeah, and then as far as the like, oh, you know, the, the, they'll just be brought up in, in to our level of technology and science and everything like that. I mean, will they? Will they do that without killing people? He's literally trying to argue. Both both when he says something like that and Anissa, they're literally trying to convince Mark that they're there for the right mm-hmm. reasons. You yeah. Know, like, and I mean, they, they Mark, don't see killing a human as a big deal. So, yeah, yeah. maybe in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, humanity would be better off. But there's no way they're doing that without a fight and they don't care. Mark. Yeah. Mark could also agree with that st- or make that statement like, oh, you know, maybe he was right a little bit and have those people still die because the only reason why they died was because Mark fought Omni man. Mm-hmm. So his ideals were still the same to your point, Ryan. Like if Mark just was like, okay, cool, let's take over earth. And then they convinced the military to do the same. Maybe there was some fighting there. He, he wouldn't have killed all those people that blatantly in the train. Yeah. You know, do you think that Omni man in the show is never going to save somebody publicly or not save yeah. somebody, but like fight publicly? Like back on Earth? Yep. Like will Earth know that Omni-Man has come back to a degree? I ever. I don't ever. Ever. The show evolved or the, the comic evolves so past like Earth and that and even like mattering, planet, yeah. That you don't even really think about. It's just that like the whole all. secret identity thing. Like it yeah. doesn't even really matter at some point. But in there's the comic. always so much more with the show. To fill to fill the show. Yeah. I could see them doing a storyline like mm. that with him showing up or something, but like him showing up and like saving people and then people being like what the fuck? He would never like, be redeemed, though. Like, like yeah. no matter no, what he, he does, wouldn't. like I he, don't, I don't he, think he would. So it would be like a, yeah. I mean, what what would be the point of that episode? Like to show that he do- isn't welcome back on Earth, but he doesn't really. It would it would give Invincible some flack. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. create some drama between Invincible and Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would the be news. interesting. But but again, at some point, you know, it's become such a space story that. Invincible's reputation on Earth. I mean, Invincible's reputation on Earth gets tarnished by issue sixty. You know, like yeah. it's it's a you know uphill battle for most of the series. But the other uh, question that um, Louis said had asked was, uh, um, in terms of what was it? Him, Mark wanting to f- or, or willing to fight Nolan in the animated series when he just 
Pryor said he wanted to give up being a hero. I believe that scene was with Adam Eve. Now we had uh, uh, intentionally wanted to hold back on watching the show for a little while because we binged it so hard uh, and we haven't gotten to that episode in our rewatch yet. But I think I remember that. Like he basically says that he, you know, what's the point? He doesn't want to do it anymore. And then later Nolan says what he's going to do and he fights him. So we'll talk about that, I think, more when we watch the episode and we'll call back to this moment of this question that you asked. But off the top of my head, I think that was him just being dramatic from what I remember. And when Mm -hmm. he's faced with a real problem like this, he's not going to stand by and let that happen. And it's his dad. Like it's it's there's beyond being a hero. I think he's more trying to convince his father not not to save lives directly, but to like, you know convince his dad but i think he also realized how being a hero is important when he was wrestling with his own morality and you know recognizing like earth they're my people and i'm Mm -hmm. not just gonna like eh, Mm -hmm. give up being a superhero just because i don't feel like doing it anymore because it's a little stressful you do that then earth gets taken over by viltrum so do something or don't and i'm trying to remember was the most of the reason in the animated series because of like amber stuff and everything like it was just too too, it was too much and it was just yeah yeah Yeah. so i don't think that was him being like sincere about it not being what he wants i mean he's always wanted that he's literally always wanted that and that's what he tells nolan um so yeah thank you for the email man and uh we are gonna move on now to our main topic which is all about outcast so which won the vote. It Which won, won the, vote. the vote on Twitter. You know, we're running, we're running out of options to put uh, there. Might unfortunately, be, there we're might not, be Bill. Unfortunately, we're, we're not. No, nope, we're not. <laughs> nope, we're not even there close. Will be. <laughs> Damn it. So many, so many options still. Um, it was a close one. This was probably the closest one yet. It was like 2%. They're always, clo- they're always close. <laughs> they're, every single one has been like this. Between uh, with the winner and destroyer. All right. <laughs> it's always going to be it's never going to be the winner is destroyer. It's just it's always going to be the winner versus destroyer. Yep. Yep. Might as well just do two two options on the poll. Yeah. Um, but if you want to help decide what our next topic is going to be, uh, we put a poll up, up over on Twitter uh, where we put four different series that are, you know, tangentially related to Invincible by one of their creators. And uh, and uh, whatever did, wins is the one that happens. What's that? Did you just say tangentially? Tangentially. Have, TJ, am I, have you ever heard that word before? Come on. I have. That's a normal well, word. I, I, Can I you say like it again? Heard... Tangentially? <laughs> <laughs> it's a normal word. <laughs> no, it's tangentially. Hmm. hmm. All right. In tangent, in tangent with? Is that what yeah, that means? Yeah, pretty much. I think so. <laughs> I know how to use it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Outcast came out in uh, June of 2014, and the final issue came out in April of 2021. Last year, a little over a year ago, the final issue came out. Yeah, I thought it ended a a while before that. Um, No, I think the last uh, last volume or so. Um, because it, it, it was, came out, there were the, the final delays. issue was April 2021. So there were some things towards the last, you know, uh, 12 issues or so that yeah. were going on in the world. Yeah, it was so delayed. it was it was bounced around a little bit, I think. Um, Paul Azacita, the the artist on the entire series, um, and of course written by Robert Kirkman. Uh, 48 issues. When Robert Kirkman uh, announced this, they had already been working on it, I want to say for about two years, and he announced it saying that this was the first time he had ever like jumped into a comic, into a project, into a story like this with a ending already like fully mapped out and planned and ready to go. Um, just to put into comparison, you know, uh, Oblivion Song, you know, he also had an idea in mind for that. And that's 36, we said, right? I keep forgetting. I think it's 36, mm-hmm. right? I always want to say yeah, 38. Yeah, 36. 36 issues. So this is longer. And um, yeah. So uh, before I get your impressions, here is the official description online. It is a supernatural horror story that chronicles Kyle Barnes, a man whose loved ones have been involved in demonic possession since his childhood. With the help of a clergyman, he tries as an adult to unveil, 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 couldn't say that what lies behind the supernatural manifestations and why he seems to carry special peculiar peculiarities 
peculiarities. <laughs> That's a good word. That's a good word. <laughs> Peculiar. Nope. The- I, I should have stopped while I was ahead. Before the first release, Kirkman, Kirkman also began development uh, on a television adaptation with Cine- Cinemax, which began airing in June 2016 and ended in 2018 after two seasons. Outcast was officially announced on October 2013 at New York Comic Con. After two years of development, Kirkman said it was the first time he already had a clear ending in mind when he began to write. He described Outcast as an epic horror story, hoping to give real scares to readers, unlike The Walking Dead style. Kirkman said that orders for the first issue were higher than the most recent issue of The Walking Dead. So um, I'm going to start with you, Bill. What did you think of volume one issues one through six of outcast? I thought, and did you before, and and did you read this prior? Do you remember when this came out? Like what is your, the only thing I remember is stuff that happened in the first issue. Okay. That's, I feel like that's all that I ever read. So all of this was completely new to me. Um, I liked it. I liked how scary like the demons were and like the way that they would act and the things that they would do, like the body mutilation and everything like that was really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't necessarily care for the main character, Kyle. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if his character like develops more past volume one into being less humdrum and stuff like that. But, um, by the end of it, I was curious to see what was going to happen. Like what more about his, history because he opens the door at the end and it's like the room mm-hmm. that everything happened in so um so i am intrigued to read more i didn't really care for kyle and i loved the horror aspect of it okay tj impressions and your history with outcast um i think i started reading it when it came out like like bill and i read the first issue i want to say i maybe read the second as well but i think that that was as far as i had gone um but I watched all of the show, season one's one and, and two, season one and two. I thought yep. you had just read, it, watched one. Wow. Did yeah. it try to wrap it up at all? Or was it obviously like canceled? It was canceled. Yeah. Like mid. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it ended in a way where it's like. The no. story goes I on, mean, but but you're not going to get all the answers you want. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it definitely ends on like a cliffhanger ish type thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so that was and it was on it was on Cinemax. So was it like unrated, yeah. like rated R kind of stuff, uncensored? Uh, yeah, I mean it was it was I mean definitely heavier than Walking Dead, right? Like that, right. You know? So yeah, yeah. Um, the show was fucking incredible. It was so good. I was so disappointed. And I just don't think that it had the viewership maybe on Cinemax or something. It was really weird too because like season one came out and then <clears throat> excuse me, season two came out a year later, but only overseas. Yeah. I remember it was that. really like yeah. I and, remember uh, you even asking Robert Kirkman one of in one of our early interviews. In one of with our him, episodes, yeah. Like, yeah. where is season two? <laughs> yeah. And uh eventually it did obviously come out, but uh yeah. it was a huge delay for it to be released in the US and then it just kind of like fell off. And uh, it, the story like the season one and two were great, but development of certain characters were really starting to kick in. It was like, Oh, it was really, I'm really, I'm, that, that outcast to me is like Kirkman universe firefly. Like, why would what? you cancel it? It was so wow. good. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> um, with that being said, this is also like, so you actually, sorry to interrupt. You actually watched seasons one and two before reading past issue one. No, I watched it. I read issue one and two, and then the and then like I I I didn't continue it. Not that yeah. it wasn't great. It just kind of until like, I recently never got back mm-hmm. to it until recently. Yeah, and so then that's I watched what I'm the saying. seasons one and two, and then I watched. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, so right. you actually for the first time read stuff in the comic that might harken back to some of the things that you had watched in the show previously. Right. Cool. Right. Okay. Uh, and like I said, this is kind of my shit. I love horror. I love and not just horror, but like specifically, like I love exorcism shit. I just I like exorcism of Emily Rose is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, like all those kind of movies, I, I I think are great. This is by far my favorite of the rereads that we've done, or the um, <laughs> what is this segment called? I don't even know. It has like six different names. <laughs> yeah, so whatever this is. So uh, creator creator co creator co creator catalog. Yeah, invincible. This is, Jason. This is my 
my favorite. And we'll dig into some of the stories and I can give you my opinions on uh, on comic versus show um, when we get to it. But um, yeah, I loved it. I love the whole family aspect. I love the like there's there's such a backstory. And this is something that um, Kyle Barnes has been dealing with his whole life. So you're getting yeah. you're getting flashbacks on top of current events. And it's just it's just a constant. I love that Kirkman does that, too. It's just like and it's not just Kirkman that does that. But I think Kirkman does that so well where, um, you know, you're get you're kind of getting. Come on, Oliver, moving my stuff around here. Uh, you're kind of getting the whole story in bits and pieces from when he was a kid up until, you know, current. Yeah. So, uh, the, like, Oh, the villain, sorry, the villain. I like the, that whoever that guy is with the hat, like the he, he reminded mm-hmm. me of, um, that scary guy in the poltergeist. Really yep. skinny guy, like almost mm-hmm. the same kind of like demeanor and stuff. Um, so yeah, like, like you guys, we were, um, you know, reading Walking Dead and Invincible and everything around this time. And we're like, hey, new Kirkman book. We're getting that. Um, I got the first six issues, um, which is the way how I was able to read it. Um, But I don't know if I even read the first issue when it came out. I might have because some of it seemed a little familiar at the time um, or, or, you know, reading this for the first time. Um, But I didn't remember much of it. And I definitely didn't watch the show. As TJ said, and I thought of TJ while reading this, that this is very specifically his shit. This is very specifically not my shit. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the exact opposite. Not only do I not care for horror or um, <laughs> gore or like a lot of that kind of stuff. Very specifically, do I not like possession? Um, and so this was not my. <laughs> was this actually scary for you? Were you scared? It, no, it wasn't. Like- I think it's tough for me to actually feel fear from a comic. Um, I don't know if that is too possible for me. Uh, it, it might be. I don't know. Um, but this has some disturbing imagery in it um and you know that's you know that's the kind of stuff that you still think about long after it's over you know what i mean if especially if it affects you in that way Mm -hmm. um i mean if if you want to get into it i tj and i met when we were younger because of going to church so tj and i have you know religious backgrounds we Mm -hmm. you know at, at least i for sure have been to churches when there have been pastors like speaking in tongues and doing demonic, you know, possession type casting out of demons and stuff like that. And I think Robert Kirkman puts it best in like the, I think it was the intro for the first one. No, it was probably the outro or, you know, I mean the epilogue at the end. Yeah. He has a letter at the end of the first issue where he's like, this is something real to me that I have experienced in my life. I have been around it, but this comic and this, this letter is not the place to discuss to discuss whether this thing is real or not, but this is very much a thing, whether you believe in it or not, it is a thing that exists, which is probably why it terrifies me. I can't say it terrifies me, but why it disturbs me makes you more, makes me uneasy more than zombies, for example, or, uh, you know, any of those other type of things, like, you know, any other type of horror movies or something like that. Like I'll watch scream or whatever. A grizzly shark. Yeah. Grizzly shark. But like <laughs> something like this is just there's something about and not only that, but like when it comes to possession, it also has another another layer to me that really bothers me. And that's. You know, I mean, it's it's dementia, it's Alzheimer's, it's it's not being yourself, it is losing your mind and the people and and, and the thing that disturbs me the most is the people around that person. You know, like if you've ever been in that situation where you're talking to somebody that doesn't know you anymore or they're not themselves or that uncomfortable, sick pit in your stomach that you get when somebody is not acting like the person that you know. Uh, and that's really uncomfortable. <laughs> so add on top of that some body mutilation and like demonic s- stuff. And that's very disturbing. Um so this was, I think he succeeded. That being said, this was really good. It was good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I mean, it, it's it's really well written. I love Paul Azacita's art. Um, yeah. And the way, I, I think he, this is one of those situations where like Otley or Walker with Invincible or or Lorenzo and uh, Oblivion Song where it's like, 
I can't imagine anyone else really doing it. It has to be this style mm -hmm. to really make this kind of thing work. Like when you think of 30 days a night or something and like that art style and, 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 and like how like that is a very specific style in order to tell a very specific story. I think that his art works really, really well for this story. Um, and I mean, I was really interested in like, like TJ, I'm, I'm a sucker for those flashbacks to the family and, and getting those getting the, the the pieces of the story told the way he tells them and the ending is really powerful with him going back to that room and everything like that and like saying like you know mm. i'm done with this i'm it, it, like let, like fuck this let's move on um really interesting really interesting i dug it um i obviously did not watch the show and i will not watch the show um my question <laughs> was going to be like having read the comic do you think that you could handle the show? After I don't think so. So I, before recording, be yeah, <laughs> thank you. Before uh, recording like an hour ago, I watched the trailer for season one. Um, and I was like, Oh cool. Wow. This looks like exactly like the comic. Like they looked like, it looked like they were really faithful to the comic. And then the next recommended video was a video that skybound made, which was comparing the first episode to the comic, like a panel to panel to screen type differences and like the, the similarities and differences type thing. And it was like a 10, 15 minute video. And I watched that. So it was like spot on. Like even in the video, yeah. they're like, they're like, so we had a hard time finding the differences. So this person dresses differently in the comic, like literally changes like that. It was so faithful to the comic. Um, one change that was really disturbing was the little boy in the beginning that's like eating his fingernails or hand or whatever uh, in the beginning of the first issue. Um, before he's doing that, he sees like a bug on the wall and he just slams his head into the wall and it's all like oh, bloody yeah. and he like yeah. eats the bug off the wall. I'm like, fuck this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was great um, because that video was, it was a great video because I was like, it was it was a perfect way for me to see the differences and to see how well it was translated. Super impressive. Um, if anybody's interested in that kind of stuff, I would highly recommend it. But it is just uh, not for me. I will me. say that the uh, the the scene in the show that I was like, "Holy shit!" And I think it was the <laughs> second, the second or third episode. I think it was the second. No, it had to have been the third. Anyways, it was the jail scene where oh, yeah. him and the Reverend go to see the guy in the jail. It's fucking insane. Really? It's fucking insane. Yeah. So I, re I recommend just nothing watching really happens scene. in the comic. Like he just, yeah, like talks to him. As, he like bashes. He, I think he headbutts or slams his, his oh, foot yeah, into he, him and, and he's a little bloody, but yeah. Um, yeah. Have you noticed that, that everybody gets punched, kicked or headbutted in the nose? In the nose. In this everybody comic? has broken noses. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> every single person. Yeah. Even the, the guy, there's like a random guy on the street. He's like, hey, you. And they just start like fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like all that stuff. I mean, even that little stuff, like uh, it was his, uh, it was um, his sister's ex or something like that. Or yeah. Or, yeah. Like that kind of stuff was awesome. Um, that part was really, really good. Yeah. When Kyle was like beating the fuck out of him and, yeah. the, cop and the cops like, shows up, he's like, it's Dennis. And he's like, who is like Dennis? And then they both start wailing on him. Yes. That was, that yeah. was really fucking good. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, so the guy that plays Sydney, who was the villain mm -hmm. in the show is the same guy that plays data. Oh, no way. Really? No way. Yeah. I could see in that. Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Wow. Also the the Area 51 guy from Independence Day. Mhm. Mm That's him. Oh. I never I never knew that. Mhm. Mm yeah. Um I'm intrigued to see uh what the deal is with his wife and daughter that whole situation oh yeah. my god please so, watch the show it's i'm not so gonna watch the show tj because, <laughs> because, because it's not it's not what you might think it is it it's it's really good it's really good all right so uh, his are his wife and his daughter alive mm -hmm. or do do we not so, they are both alive I'm, again so i'm going off the show the, so just the, in case something's different in the comic but i highly doubt well, in the is. comic they but say yes, they are alive they say what what you did to your mom you did that to her and then you hurt your daughter right or something like that okay yep. so i think all we yep. know is that he is that public opinion is that he hurt his daughter right and he okay. was like shunned for that like and 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 mm. so on but we don't oh know. my gosh dude it is not what you think it is and it's so good 
it's so bill you should read you should keep reading so tj yeah so i mean we're, we're not we're not done talking about it yet but like are, are you gonna keep reading then like, i and, want to so bad honestly like i i have to and like it's I, done I, I, like and and that's the I thing know. that really gets me i, I, I am going to i, I am want going to, to like this is this is one of the few long running robert kirkman things that he yeah. ended and after reading oblivion song like we know he he's good at endings and finales mm-hmm. and wrapping things up. Like, aren't you interested? I am. I want to <laughs> like, honestly, you even after reading this and it just being better than I was expecting it to be from the comic and it being like it bringing me back to why I loved the show so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to. The only thing that only hold that ever holds me back is that there's just there's so much out there that I need to read. There's so much. But I need to just like even if it's like three or four issues a month, like just one issue a week or something like I got to finish this. Cause I, it's something that's always, that's always been in the back of my mind. Like it's, it's, it's Robert Kirkman does yeah. horror and exorcism. How have I not read this? Exactly. Like so he, I, I it is such it. your shit. Remember? So like, you, so you have just is. read and I want to know what happens TJ? after season two. Yeah. For, from the comic. Yes. But I've you've watched this. the entire show. I've watched season one and two. Yeah. Right. And again, if, like it cuts off at a certain point. So, so, so you don't know how this ends. So and TJ, you don't know. TJ nope. does season one end with volume one. Like, do you know, do you remember if season one went long past these first six issues? Oh yeah. Way past. Way past. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I imagine that season one is probably hard, hard book, hard, hard like book cover one. book one. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah. don't know. I really. So you've probably read or witnessed okay. the first two books first four volumes first probably. 24 issues <laughs> yeah probably probably but yeah i'm still i'm not i'm not ruling it out it, like tj read it first and then if you're like ryan i know you don't like this but you you gotta read it but you know i'm gonna love it so yeah but y- you will be honest with me on whether or not you think it will be worth it for me to read it beyond my 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 trepidation for if, this if kind I were of to, story if i were to suggest the show i feel like bill would love the show yeah mm-hmm. but i understand that it's even i'm at the point where like you can tell me a show is phenomenal it's one of the best things you'll ever see yeah, but if i tell you that time. it ends if it ends on a cliffhanger and oh, then you know that yeah. there's no more is coming like i'm not really interested yeah. it sucks it sucks that like raised by wolves saw that news today. Um, just not interested in that anyway so that could go season two was not good oh but Uh, all it did was raise questions that's all it did more questions more questions and it made you interested but yeah yeah um i want to give a shout out to the uh reverend i know it's reverend something but i can't remember his name and i really liked him i liked that he is like playing poker and smoking in the back room and like taking mm-hmm. the winnings to like help pay for the church. And like, like, I don't know. I liked his character a lot. Just thought he was cool. Yeah. Really interested to see what would happen with him after having that, that actual face to face with, uh, the main bad oh, guy. That's, and like that's the last we see of him, right? Carving, with the panic. Yeah. Carving the... up his chest. Which yeah. I think is also surprising that, you get that story so like early on like like it shit is already changing like drastically with main characters you know what i mean yeah oh and that's a big thing that i want to talk about and bill i'm glad you brought it up kyle is awful (laughs) he is just a terrible character or not character Mm -hmm. but person and if any if we know anything about robert kirkman and look at how nate changed in uh across all of his issues in oblivion song or any other character i feel like he's starting him in such a really low shitty place that he's got to have something planned for him that's so different and tj's smirking so it's got to be like like putting him in this position i think is intentional bill because he is kind of awful yeah (laughs) and and completely unlikable yeah there's just nothing yeah that's it it's like as a main character i'm like i just yeah unlikable all right, I want to <laughs> say I want to like I don't I don't I want to say like there is something specific that will happen to Kyle that I know that both of you will love. Yeah, because it's happened in other like things 
and you guys will fucking eat that shit up. There's there are certain <laughs> things that happen, like especially in season two, that yeah. you guys will. But so what if the I, things I really that you're excited like about? Show. What if the things that happened in the show that, that happened to Kyle don't happen in the comic book? You don't know. True, but it's a big thing. That's so. It could. There's big things that, that carry story too. Like eh, that's gonna. Happen. Yeah. So there's four hardcovers. There is also an omnibus. I want to say it's. I th- want to say it's one big book as well so i think you're right i think it's all in one maybe i'll just get that i'm gonna say tj so it'd be nice to pass around cool. the, the more we're talking about it the more i am interested to see how it ends and what these yeah, things me are too. and i think i will because i am interested in watching it now tj um but i think i'll read it in its entirety before I'm watching it. yeah and that, yeah that it. that's the way to do it you're right yeah, yeah. do that and then yeah um I was interested in Haunt and, you know, some storylines, even Super Dinosaur, interested in some storylines and like tangentially and fun and stuff like that. But there's something about this book where the the way the story is told is what is most intriguing to me. And with those flashbacks and with um, with Paul Azacita's art and everything like that, I am more interested than just, oh, what's going on with his wife and daughter? Like how they tell that story is actually more mm-hmm. interesting to me in this book versus some of the other books that we read. So, yeah, Hmm. but I'll wait to see what you guys think as you read further. Um, So that does it for Outcast. Uh, We do have a a letter that was sent in by our good friend, Mitch. All right. Mitch says, hey, friends, Outcast was my third Kirkman story after The Walking Dead and Invincible. It was actually part of my introduction to horror just in general. And I think that this is a great mix of horror and grit that makes for an interesting story. Well, definitely not my favorite horror piece ever. It is an interesting read. Which scene in the first volume did you find the most interesting slash disturbing? I always think back to the interrogation scene myself. The last mm-hmm. few scenes of the volume are killer, too. Thanks. Never Destroyer, Mitch Crasson. Son of a <laughs> <laughs> um, This is why he's the villain of the podcast, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I mean, one of those, one scene that stood out for me was that guy. Um, Dude, when he bit that girl's the the now was that his partner's wife yeah yes it was his partner's wife okay and or was he also a cop i don't remember um all yeah, i know I, is that I, him and his oh, wife no, his best were, were best friends with this guy they take care of this guy he comes over anytime he's sick or not feeling well mm-hmm. and then he goes up to her kisses her bites off her tongue and then the next page is the husband coming home and it wasn't blood. God. Yeah, there's blood everywhere, but blood it was everywhere. what he said too, man. It was so. Oh yeah, he started. To oh, it sounds like it's, a it's, kuthal. It's disturbing. Hello, yeah, Luke. I, and then dot dot dot. I'm sorry. Like no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I wish I wish people could understand how oh. afraid Ryan actually is of this. If you start yeah. talking to Ryan about a scary story, or like his eyes ghosts, will water. His eyes will start to water. <laughs> he won't cry. It's not crying to, to you know, make yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's just some less, kind of reaction that yeah, my body just, just some, tenses up and it comes out my eyes. <laughs> and you're, and you're, but you have the same smile that you have on right now because yeah. it's like a nervous smile. You're doing it to me. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. For me, <laughs> for me, it's the. I think it's more the opening, and then the, and then when they go oh. back to uh to the to the kid, uh. Just something about kids are is fucking terrifying. <laughs> and there's plenty of kids in here, especially with Kyle being younger and everything with his mother and what she did yeah. to him yeah. and like hiding yeah. in the cupboard and all that. Um, but I love the scenes where it's like, oh, this is fake. This is fake. And then like the exorcist or the the the, the demon, you know, um, will say something personal and you're like, oh, shit. Like and he's the the kid said something to kyle oh, yeah about, that stuff Ugh. yeah like the the about the um about your wife or about his his wife i think he said something about oh, the closet the closet yeah like, yeah 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 he said you something can't... about the closet and then how uh the callbacks to every time every every one of them would call him outcast mm-hmm. and like being like oh shit like there's something there there's a mystery there but no the kid the kid scene is probably the one that sticks out to me the most but i will give a shout out to i also loved the um the old woman I was just the, reading that part again because I'm yeah, like, wait, did they did they answer 
No, because obviously uh, she's possessed. that ends with the pastor the, or the reverend being like, "I am, I am a fraud. Like I can't even tell when someone this close yeah. to me is possessed. Who am I?" Yeah. and that's where that that storyline ends for now. So I loved all that too, where it's like he realized at the jail that once he touches one of them, they freak out. And then he got called back to where it's like, wait, I touched that old woman and she freaked out. So mm-hmm. we need to go back and see her and like confirming that. And like you said, Ryan, like everything with the Reverend, like coming to realization that this is real and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. I love all that. That, that scene sticks out to me too. I really liked this a lot. <laughs> a lot. I really yeah. did. I, I'm definitely going to read it. Nice. All the way through, because the more we're talking about these individual parts, like and and I don't normally like comic books, like like I like my comic books to have a little bit more Zhang Zapao kind of stuff. Not oh yeah, the Zhang like, Zapao mm-hmm. stories. Yeah, this um, is this is wordy, but yeah, you know, not, but good, but yeah. like good fucking yeah, yeah. It also kind of reminds me of uh, Stillwater. I read the first six issues of Ooh. that, and that was really good. Um, it was so good. Yeah, I think I read the first four or five. Yeah. But it has a similar tone to mm-hmm. that small town. The art style is somewhat, you know, similar. So that does it for Outcast. I'm excited to see what you guys think of the future of it. But we'll see. Um, we're going to move on now to talk about some other stuff before we wrap up this episode. Uh, movies, games, TV shows, music, comic books, anything else that you guys have been into? TJ, you're shaking your head. Because there's so much. There is so so much. much. There is. And we don't have to go at length length into anything. Just something that's that you want to share. Like off the top of my head, TJ, did you watch the um, uh, extended outtakes or whatever for Inside? No, not yet. I have it on my things. I literally since all this week, I have not been able to breathe. Yeah. So. uh, Oh, the the Bo Burnham thing. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. He put together a video of like outtakes and cut content and stuff like that. It that didn't make it into inside. It, it doesn't feel like a blooper reel or anything like that. It feels like like a sequel. Like it just feels like the extended edition. Like you how could, long is it? How how much is like it? Like an hour long. It's oh, just wow. another. It's, an it's just another. So it's a sequel. And it's yeah, just but on it's his not. YouTube. And you and it's not obviously it's not as polished and not as good. Mm-hmm. Like the first one tells a very clear story. This doesn't really. You can see why he cut all this stuff. But there are full songs in it. There are full jokes in it. There are like it. It shows like. It'll show us uh, uh, um, uh, the 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 image will be like twelve screens of him doing this uh, diff- of, of different takes. It'll be like, all right, I'm doing this song, and it'll be twelve versions, and then they'll blip away when he messes up. So every so it's like all of them going off at once, and then one of them will mess up, and they'll blink out, leaving only the final cut, the one that stuck with it. So you get to see all the times that he messes up, like he does that a couple times. Like so, there's some behind the scenes stuff in there as well. Um, it's not just a fully edited like final thing. Mm-hmm. Um, really interesting though, fascinating. I mean, it's just the the amount of stuff he put into this is outrageous. Um, so that was cool. I've been watching, or I should say listening to that because he extended the um, uh, soundtrack as well to include those new songs. Mm. But yeah. Mm. I think, I mean, I think the the biggest elephant in the room is Obi-Wan mm-hmm. came out. I'd watched uh, um, episode three last night. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. Uh, At all? I watched the first two episodes. Oh, okay. I haven't watched the third yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I loved the first two episodes. Loved them. I'm beginning to feel ways about it. So the same thing's happening to me. I loved the first two episodes. Watched the third episode. I was like, it's the kind mm-hmm. of show where while I'm watching it, I am like, this is awesome. I'm like really into it when I'm watching it. This is really good. I'm totally digging it. And then after I watch it, I think about it more and more. And I think this is just starting to happen more and more with both Star Wars and MCU stuff that they're both so big that the more you start to think about it, the the more you start to see all the strings kind of and things start to fall apart. It, yeah. And, that's, and it's unfortunate because that was what made things like, you know, cinematic universes awesome in the beginning where, hey, early MCU or even Star Wars when it starts doing tie-ins and stuff like that, it's like, okay, so this connects like this. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, we're going on like over mm-hmm. 40 or some 40 some odd movies and shows in the MCU and countless star wars media that has been retconned and not retconned and now it's included and animated not and and 
there's so many different voices and so much stuff that eventually there's cracks and things won't line up and you start to feel like, no, this doesn't fit with my headcanon and I have this headcanon because I've been shown so much that of course I'm going to naturally fill in the blanks. So then when things don't feel right, it feels like it's bad. And I think I'm going to really, really try to start just enjoying things and not thinking Mm -hmm. about them so much, which I know is part of the fun. Um, but we'll see how that goes for me. <laughs> I have a I have a problem. And TJ, you said you didn't like this in the first two episodes where he you I think you were texting the group and you're like, really, he he's hurt from throwing a punch. You know what I mean? Like how out of shape is he? That's really prominent in this really? third episode. Oh, and God. I when I watch a fucking Star Wars Obi-Wan fucking verse Darth you Vader want, show, yeah. I want them to fucking fight and be like awesome and threats and cool it's been a while since i've seen a cool lightsaber fight with obi-wan kenobi and really i don't want to like, see like i like that I he's been i like that he's been away from the force for 10 years and he sucks at this i like no, that he's scared I, I and he's broken he's, and he doesn't know it. how to do this anymore i'm happy it, with but, that but at no. the same time make him like ray was when Ray was like an amateur, she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. Obi-Wan was doing backflips like like 30 feet high into yeah, but the I air also, 10 years ago, but now he can't yeah. throw a fucking punch. But he's also, I mean, I but he's also significantly anymore. He's also significantly like older than Ray. He's also years. and and also this is years after like we are getting to the point where they're older men, the force isn't strong with them anymore. They're not this gone are the days of them leaping over buildings and being all flippy and stuff. Remember, they're actually trying and I think doing a good job of weaving this into the original trilogy where it is they're slowing down and making more samurai focused fights. It is slower and it is. Yeah, that makes sense because. Luke, I mean, but then if you watch like the Mandalorian and stuff like that, he's obviously not fighting slowly. He's actually being stylistic and everything. So I, don't know, I was trying to have that make sense, but I don't know. I just, yeah, it, I just, I just didn't like it. I didn't like it because like, I don't want, if, if that's like one of only two times we get to see them fight and that's half of the fight, I'm not going to be happy with what I saw. I think we'll be fine. So they fight. Yeah. Way to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it will be all right. Uh, did both of you watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers? TJ, did you finish it? I didn't finish it, but I watched it like almost all of it. Was so it's so good. Funny. It, it is so good. So it is really good. I, I gotta finish it out loud. Yeah, three times. Like belly laughed for like a minute straight. Three times. It's, and it's not getting enough attention. It did for like a hot second, and then something it, else it, came it, out because that's just yeah. today. Yeah. But it was uh. It was so fun. It was just a fun movie, you know, and yeah, it, takes it some definitely time to get there. Yeah, but it, it it is not something that we we should you should critique or look for those kind of bad things. Mm-hmm. It, was, it felt kind of like Sonic where it was like, you know what? Turn your brain off. Have fun. It's a kid's movie kind of thing. But yeah. you're, there's a lot to find there for people of our age and our age. Oh, group. yeah. There were a surprising amount. Dude, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. 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 That was great. Um, I don't want to ruin it okay. no. for TJ, I, especially. I cannot wait. Oh, I, I might have some time this weekend. But either of you want to go see Top Gun? Yes. Dude. I want to see it so I haven't bad. Seen it. Everyone, literally Dude. everyone I know has seen it in my family, including Liz and my children. T- Bill, have, have seen you it. seen the original? I didn't like it at all. It's It's an I, 80s movie. <laughs> I, I just watched it for the first time last weekend, and I thought the entire movie was not good it did not hold up at all over the years uh except the ending was cool i liked the ending it's so boring it's so i like the ending was not boring though boring i i don't i don't think it's a bad movie it's just a very dated all movie. the jet scenes are like fucking the same type flying. <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah, it's, yeah. but I, everybody I, I have talked to Dude, says this movie this is movie incredible. is a pace, supposed to, i mean i'm i'm worried i've got expectations too high but everybody's saying same, that this is like a ride same. man so i'm excited to see it so hopefully but there are a lot of top gun fans out there so they could just be saying that so we'll ryan see. and tj so tj you have experienced 40 right theaters mm-hmm. when you saw the batman mm-hmm. yeah um my friends Eric and Amanda, they went to go see it 
in 40 and they said it was like so, one of those 3d rides kind of funny it's so does crazy their, does their reviews on movies and they recommended the 4d experience and talked at length about how Seriously? this compares to the 4d and they said this is made for that and they can't imagine a better movie ever coming out to use the 4d technology because i did 4d one time and i think i think it was cool and they did say that some movies are bad in 4d and you should not do it and the batman sure. i think is one of them <laughs> but i maybe but i feel like even in the best situation like when something want happens to, and it like sprays you in your face it's loud and like when the fog comes in it's fucking loud and it's like certain things that are distracting like when yeah. you're moving around you can it's hear yourself they said moving. it's very much it's a ride it is like going yeah. for a yeah, ride so and you're like, gonna yeah that's i i i recommend doing 4k or i i liked it a lot or um 4d, 4D. i i liked it a lot but you should do it with a movie that you love and that you have already seen. I was yeah. just going to say, because yeah. it's by trying to make it more immersive, it makes it less immersive. Yes. And again, I, think it's definitely, I liked it. I liked it even for the, and, I liked it for the Batman, but I had already seen the yeah. Batman. And right. in the, and in the kind of funny review, they talk about that and they do say almost always. Yes. But with this movie, apparently it's still that good. So whatever. Really? I, either way, I don't want to do that. I'd like to go see it in traditional format first. Um, yeah. But yes, let's go see that soon. Um, TJ, uh, when we're done recording, let's talk uh, spoilers about This Is Us. That finally ended. Um, I'd like I to, didn't watch the finale yet. Uh, then we're I'm, not going to talk about it. I think I'm too behind. Oh, Jesus. I've been saving it because I like to binge. All right. Well, watch those final two episodes and let me know when you're done. But we watched that. I did not watch Stranger Things yet. Uh, I just There's just too much stuff going on right now. The thing is, like, so Obi-Wan came out the same day as Stranger Things. And now the boys and is out. a week later, the boys comes out. <laughs> I still have to finish fucking Ozark. <laughs> I still have one I, episode I left. I have I one too. episode left of Ozark. Yeah, I have to finish Ozark. Barry, I haven't watched. I haven't started I haven't Barry. any Barry. Neither um, Kyle is telling me that we got to watch Mythic Quest. So that's probably really first, good. I watched the first. The the first season I watched all of, and the second season I think I watched like two or three episodes yeah. of. But it's very good. That's what I hear. So I want to watch that. There's too much. There's too much and not yeah. enough free time. Um. That's that's just about all I've got written down. I mean, comic book wise, obviously some Radiant Black, Rogue Sun. Those are, I mean, Rogue Sun I, it is really good. They they, they just had an awesome issue for Saga. Was great. I was a couple issues behind, but I caught up uh, on that. It's Saga. I love it. Um, Beyond the White Knight, guys. No. Oh my god. Still TJ. At this point, I'm no, gonna wait. Please. Oh my god. I did it Sorry. last time too. I did oh it last god, time it's too. So, it's so good. It's, cool. Cool. Holy fuck. He he does. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I don't know how he takes things that were like you loved in the comic book and it just can. And he, and he flips them and it yeah. makes complete and it still sense makes in sense. his universe. His universe is like spanning now. Um, Sean Gordon, Gordon Murphy. Murphy. Gordon Murphy. Yeah. And he's just he. I'll be at C2E2. Like so cool. he can still take things that were definitive in a comic book, flip it entirely, but it's still fits into I want, other things that he flipped entirely like i don't know man. i want all of his white knight universe in good looking hardcover edition but every time i go to find a hardcover version they're all like different sizes like the hard i just saw like the, the other day i saw um the, the the white knight hardcover deluxe edition and then next to it was the white knight harley quinn hardcover edition and, it's and it different. was like way smaller and i'm like God, just give me like a nice uniform collection mm -hmm. and I, and I will binge all of that. He's um, got, uh, did you read the Harley Quinn one or the, no, um, I've only Victor, read the main the two. Victor freeze one. I didn't read that either. Yeah. yeah. The Harley Quinn one went for a while and that was done by, uh, uh, Oh shit. I can't think of his name. Uh, an artist that I really like and I'm yeah. blanking on his name. Um, did you guys, either of you read yeah. 8 billion genies? No. No. Too much, too much know, stuff, Ryan. I know. Too much. Who suggested that? Did, did, did. uh, okay. Yeah, I did. And I don't think I have it in front of me. Um, but I'll let you borrow it if you want. Uh, the first issue is awesome. I told you guys the premise, I want to say last episode of the podcast, because I knew it was coming out, um, where everybody in, in the world gets a genie and you get one wish mm -hmm. at the same time. Go ahead and wish for it. And, chaos ensues because everybody just wished for something crazy what is it called eight billion eight billion genies okay just 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 to get the first issue it's uh uh the guys who did um 
curse words. But anyways, it was very good. Really cool first issue. I would uh, recommend it. I'm excited for the second issue, which should, which should be soon. But that does it. We'll be back next month. I believe next month we're going to be doing another co-creator catalog uh, episode. Uh, we'll put a poll up on Twitter for y'all to not vote for Destroyer. Um, and <laughs> please vote for Destroyer. It's so <laughs> good. How long can we keep this going? I don't know. No, not, at this point, not man, any longer. No. At this point, I wanted to get to the point where all four options are Destroyer because we ran out of everything, and they have to pay, or we'll get zero <laughs> votes. Um, keep it going. <laughs> um, and uh, that'll be our next episode, and then the episode after that. Really excited for August. That is going to be our uh, discussion on Battle Beast, which we are probably going to have to record right before we go to C2E2. So things are heating up. It's going to be exciting. Um, And before long, I mean, we've got to be getting some sort of cast announcements or something for the show because we're maybe a year or so out from what we predicted. I mean, we know their voice, uh, like doing the voice work. So maybe we'll start getting some more Invincible related news here uh before long do you so, think that we're gonna get something like it july skybound x is there a july skybound x there's they're doing a convention aren't they i'm just like an, another online thing whether I, I it's july skybound are. x or san diego comic-con i'm thinking casting announcements I, I think it's still a little too early for trailers or anything because if they just started voice work then they probably don't have any the animation thing, the done. thing is the, the thing is with casting announcements is it's not like it was with the first season where like you have so many characters like casting announcements to yeah. make in season two like you already know who everybody is playing True. so it's like angstrom and like maybe one or two other characters like i don't even can't even think of anybody else cool <laughs> that i would yeah so yeah. i don't know if we get any casting announcements it'd probably be like one person you're mm-hmm. right anything you're right. We'll so see. then why would they even do a thing? I don't know. Right. We'll see. Um, but we will cover it here on the show if uh, if there's anything. So until then, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you around next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.